Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your fight. We're in this game. An impossible goal. These guys are good. Scary good. And this crowd is going bananas. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Lebuff. I am the hockey editor here at Action. And joining me, as always, is my friend and professional NHL better. You know him as So Money Sports on Gambling Twitter and So Money. We always start the show with our favorite underdogs for the upcoming slate. That will be Tuesday, March 15th. And for us, um, we each have one here. I like the Anaheim Ducks. They're plus 180, taking on the New York Rangers on the road. Rangers coming back around minus 210 right now. The over-under here is set at six. Uh, a lot of times when we discuss the Rangers, it's the same story. We beat the same drum. They are a flawed team. They don't drive play particularly well at five on five, but they make up for it through two ways. The biggest one is goaltender Igor Shesterkin, who's the odds-on favorite to win the Vezina Trophy and has is having one of the best seasons we've seen from a goaltender in quite some time. And the other way is through uh, special teams. Um, but over the long term, you're going to be able to bet against that. And at a big number, I think it makes sense to do so with Anaheim, who, despite a pretty lackluster record uh, in terms of their recent form, four, nine, and one, they have been a little bit unlucky. I would say they are a flawed team. They do give up uh, plenty of chances going the other way. They are having trouble keeping the puck out of their own net, but against a Rangers team that isn't going to play them off the ice in all likelihood in terms of, um, you know, generating scoring chances. I think the ducks are worth a shot here at a big number. And when the Rangers are laying this kind of number, I just always think it's going to be too tempting to, uh, to pass. So I'll be on Anaheim here. Yeah, I think that you've touched on everything there. The the Rangers they do continue to trend very poorly. Um, and one thing I've um, I've been looking here is that I wonder if uh, Igor's schedule here might be catching up with him a bit. Um, we did take a shot with the Stars on uh, Saturday night, and even though they scored four times on Igor, uh, they still lost the game. That was a that was a that was tough for me to stomach there, but. Um, I don't think it will be a viable strategy here for the Rangers long-term to try and outscore teams. Uh, but the Ducks are not the type of team that's going to make them pay for it since um, they give up a lot themselves as well. So they have lost four straight on this, on this trip. And just to elaborate on your point, besides the 8-3 loss to Chicago, they've been in every game. They lost two coin flips to Nashville and New Jersey. And in that Nashville game, uh, the final score doesn't, reflect how that game was played but it was essentially a coin flip uh they um they just didn't get the goaltending in that game then of course they played well enough to uh, win against the Isles um and all this with uh, key pieces out of the lineup uh we know we're not laying minus 200 on the Rangers here uh but if it drifts a little more um, I might get involved with the Ducks as well especially if if Igor's workload is in fact catching up to him I'm fine with betting a plus 190 or so just to uh, just to find out. Um, in terms of the market movement here, I suspect um, that the Ducks will take value money early, I think. Um, and with the Rangers money uh, coming in throughout the day, once um, it's confirmed Igor is starting, which he, he is, but sometimes once that confirmation comes in, the line bumps up a bit. Um, I'll determine where we are tomorrow, but for now it's Ducks as a big dog for me later or, or a pass. 
All right. The, the other underdog we have, you, you mentioned them just a little bit ago, the New York Islanders, red hot three game winning streak for the Islanders. Uh, those wins came against Anaheim, Winnipeg and Columbus. So we'll, we'll hold our horses. They're not back just yet. However, this is a big one for the Isles. Uh, you know, they, they are around probably 2% to make the playoffs, I would say uh, by most models. And that's probably being generous, but the team they would be chasing hypothetically is, is Washington. So I do think that they'll have a motivated effort against the Capitals who are minus 155 at the current price at home. Like I said, the Islanders plus 135, the over under here is five and a half, but the Islanders, they've been playing better for, for about a month now. It's just, they've been undone by uh, some momentary lapses in games, some defensive errors, um, you know, very untrotsian uh, type of stuff that we've seen. They're healthy now. Matt Barzell's back in the lineup. They're getting good goaltending and the defense has been better. Uh, that Ducks game kind of notwithstanding, but in that game, Ilya Sorokin was terrific. Simeon Varlamov has looked back into his old self. So the Islanders should have a decided goaltending edge in this one. And they are playing a Washington team that I think you're catching at a good moment. Washington went 4-0-1 on that uh, Western Canadian swing, plus the win over Carolina right before they went uh, to take on Seattle, Vancouver, Edmonton, and Calgary. The only game they dropped there was an Edmonton overtime loss. So I think you're going to get an opportunity if you're early to sell high on Washington and their numbers in those games weren't particularly impressive. Uh, so I do think that the Capitals, over the next few weeks, we could see them drift a little bit in the standings, which is why I think the Islanders, um, you know, they, they're, are they going to make the playoffs? Almost certainly not. But I do think that they might be able to make things a little interesting here. Um, and I know this is a very different tune from what I was singing I don't know, two weeks ago when I was <laughs> trying to get the Islanders relegated to the AHL. But that's betting for you. Um, but you we're the one who picked the Islanders as your favorite underdog. So why? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like the, like the, like the change in tone um, throughout the season, it, it, it just goes to show how long the season is and how much things can change throughout the course of an 82 game schedule. I give so much credit to the Islanders here for still playing hard at this point in the season. It would be very easy for a veteran team knowing they're probably not going to make the playoffs to call it a season. Uh, they're not doing that. They're still playing hard for each other. And now they're receiving, like like you mentioned, outstanding goaltending from, from Sorokin again, which was on display against the Ducks in a game they probably didn't deserve to win. Um, the Caps have won four of last five, but I wanted to dig a little bit deeper in those games. Um, full credit for their win against Carolina. Then they beat Seattle. Um, I score that as a neutral. Uh, they did what they were supposed to do, and that game went according to plan. You don't get any bonus points from me for doing that. They beat the Flames in a game where Calgary was in a terrible scheduling spot and still had a third-period lead. So I do penalize the Caps for that because that was a game where they ended up um, lucky to get the result. Then in Edmonton, they were very lucky to not get blown out early. And of course, the uh, Ovechkin mistook allowed them to steal a point there. Uh, the Canucks game ended up being a coin flip in a game that they should have put Vancouver away pretty early. So the point is, the Caps are getting results, but I still see significant flaws in their game. Uh, they're still giving up a lot, and the goaltending, it's its not there yet. It's still, as it's been all season, it is, it is inconsistent. Um, one other note, it's been a while, but we're on COVID watch again, too. Uh, Lars Eller tested positive, so we'll look out for um, how or if that impacts the others on the team. Uh, at north of plus 130, I won't be letting the, the Islanders' money line go. I think the market will agree as well. I fully expect the Islanders to take money here. So we'll be on the move on this one pretty early. 
Yeah, I think um, we can basically fairly label for, for the time being uh, of the two games we've talked about, the Ducks, Rangers, Capitals, and Islanders. I think you and I would be in agreement that the, the Islanders are a bet on team for the time being. Well, the Rangers and Caps, uh, I think you, you would be smart to look to play against them uh, for the next yeah. for the next few weeks uh, or a few games, I should say. Um, the other thing, too, is one thing I, I should note before we get to the meat of our show here as we break down this uh, busy slate. All these schedules are so compacted, so scheduling spots are going to pop up here and there. Um, the Islanders, for example, they're, they're playing three and four, but the Capitals are coming back from Western Canada. The Senators, who who were playing on Monday night, they're, they're, they played like 20 games since February 1st. It's just something to keep an eye on uh, when you are breaking these games down. Uh, speaking of a scheduling spot, we'll move on to Arizona. They're going to be on a back-to-back taking on Montreal. The Coyotes are in Ottawa Monday night. They are plus 140 uh, at the moment against Montreal, who are minus 160. The over-under here is six. I don't really have much on this one. I do think I'll, if, if it hangs around here, I'll be on Coyote, uh, the Coyotes. We'll see how this game against Ottawa goes. But um, yeah, there's just, I think the market's just too high here on Montreal who have been markedly improved under Martin St. Louis, but uh, minus 160 with this team is a little rich. Yeah, especially with the goaltending they're getting right now. Uh, the, the Habs got me twice over the weekend. Um, we had them to beat Seattle on Saturday. They score a late goal, then put forth one of the worst shootout performances I've ever seen to um to uh, take that loss um it was a seven round shootout i don't even think that they hit the net and i'm not exaggerating um i then faded them the next night in philadelphia again they tied up late before pulling it out in in overtime to spite me i don't think montreal is playing poorly they're just not getting nhl level goaltending right now uh with that in mind like you said it's really tough for me to lay this price on the habs even with our coyotes on a back-to-back um, let's see how Arizona's game plays out in in Ottawa. But at this point, I am inclined to pass. Yeah, Arizona going into Ottawa is 8-7 and seven in the last 15. With two wins over Colorado, a win over Dallas, Vegas, and Toronto. So just a really, really impressive stretch from a team that lost its first 11 games of the season. All uh, right, the Vegas Golden Knights, they are struggling mightily right now. They're minus 110 taking on Winnipeg. The enigmatic Winnipeg Jets minus 110 at home in this one. The over-under here is six. Uh, like I said with the Islanders earlier, I think that the Knights are a team that at some point should course correct. And when that happens, you will probably be able to make some money betting on them. And maybe this is the opportunity to do so. Is I wonder if they hit rock bottom in that ugly loss to the Jackets. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like the Jets have been playing well recently, but what's the one thing we've learned from the Jets this season? It's that they do the very thing that they're not supposed to do. Um, Facing a seemingly broken Vegas team who's lost four straight with a depleted lineup, the Jets should roll, right? Um, I I do think that the market price reflects that. Um, Let's not lose sight of the fact that the Jets still have defensive issues. Halibut hasn't performed up to his usual standards this season, and they might be without Cop. Um, we'll have to confirm that. Um, but he plays both on both special teams units, and he provides versatility in that lineup. So uh, based on the recent Vegas results and their injury troubles, I do think that we'll see the Jets take some money here. Uh, the market generally loves the Jets, um, as do I. But in this game, depending on um, on any roster news coming down from the Knights here, I do like them at the minus 110 or better price point. Yeah, I think uh, the, the Knights are going to be a really interesting team to watch with their the futures market, wh- where they're priced in their playoff series. I mean, we could see Vegas and Colorado in the first round. Um, oh, wow. It's, it's yeah. going to be really interesting with this team. Uh, 
for for betting purposes and just uh, overall fan purposes. Uh, the an original six matchup in Chicago on Tuesday night. The Bruins minus one seventy five traveling to Chicago. We're plus one fifty. The over under here six. Boston took forever to put away the Coyotes uh, over the weekend, but they did it. Jeremy Swayman. He's won nine in a row when he's been in goal. He's clearly the number one option there. Um, and, and an interesting situation with Chicago because of the trade deadline. We've touched on it. But another thing I want to mention, in addition to them, you know, looking to, to ship off, you know, Calvin DeHaan and uh, some some other you know veteran players to, to recoup some assets is that at some point they'll probably stop playing Marc-Andre Fleury because he should be traded if they're smart about this whole situation. Although he's going to have the final say over whether or not he does get traded. Um so just for, for Blackhawks games over the week, just, just keep an eye there. Um, I don't have anything on this one. The Bruins are a team that I, I, I'm bullish on for the rest of the season. Uh, and Chicago, it's just such a mess with the deadline. So I'm going to be staying away. The Bruins are doing what they need to do right now to get through games against weaker competition. Uh, they are starting a back-to-back. So we are on um, all-mark watch here. Um, the, the Blackhawks, they're playing well right now. It's it, it's funny, Derek King was asked about the Hawks' recent play, and he responded with, uh, these guys are looking to get traded, maybe. They got into a coin flip game against the Bruins last week with um, with Lankinen in goal. Um, on a potential flurry Olmark matchup, um, I think I'll be getting an edge on the Hawks if the Bruins do drift a little more, so that will be something to monitor. But for now, I'll pass, depending on um, how far the Bruins go. The Detroit Red Wings are a big price, plus 230, traveling to Edmonton to take on the Oilers, who were minus 275. The over-under here, six and a half. I like the Red Wings at this price uh, on an account of a couple of reasons. Edmonton has just been incredibly inconsistent. They are not a team that I think profiles well as a big favorite because of their goaltending and their defensive issues, although some of those have been sorted out you know, since the, the coaching changed a little bit. The goaltending is still a big problem, and there's always a chance that Mike Smith or Miko Koskinen or Stuart Skinner or whoever they want to put in goal uh, just throws up a dud. Uh, I know the Red Wings have their own goaltending issues, and they're terrible defensively, but I think that at this number, it's the Red Wings for me, and I don't ever have a problem taking a, a big, big price against the Oilers goaltending. So that's where I'm going to be going. We do have slight slight disagreement here, but that being said, I'm not rushing to uh, lay this number on the Oilers right now either. I do like their game right now. Um, I think that with with Koskinen probably in goal, the um, the Oilers have improved their play defensively, and he's played well as well. So um, I can see Grice getting the start against the Oilers after his performance against the Flames. If anything, I'm more inclined um, towards possibly the over. Uh, but for now, um, I will pass. Even though I do think I'm I'm fine with the uh, with with the way that the Oilers are playing right now. What a mess the Toronto Maple Leafs have turned into. Uh, the Dallas Stars are plus one twenty traveling to Toronto, who are minus one. You love to see it. It's just so good. It's <laughs> and it was so predictable for a while. Like it, it's it follows the same narrative every season with this team and. People get duped into a hot start by the Leafs. They they have the ability to trade scoring chances with teams and come out okay in like 67% of those games. Uh, but that is just not a viable strategy in the NHL over an 82-game season, plus a marathon playoffs. You have to run two marathons in the NHL to, to win the Stanley Cup. And uh, this team just isn't deep enough all over the ice to do so, it seems, at the moment. Um, the numbers are still good in terms of their play driving, but it's the, the goaltending and the defense is obviously a problem. And now it's starting to show, like, from the team's psyche standpoint, we just saw Austin Matthews lose his cool. He's now suspended for two games for uh, cross-checking uh, Rasmus Dahlin. And, and, of course, the, uh, the the sports media in Toronto 
it was hilarious. Then I think it was Chris Johnson tweeted out basically was his defense lawyer. He's like, he's got no prior, uh, prior suspensions. Plus he says that it rolled off his shoulder into his neck. And if you see the cross check, uh, that's clearly not the case. That was a bad one. So he's out for two games uh, in Toronto. Uh, that's a problem because they're five, five and two over their last 12. But the big problem is they've allowed 55 goals in those 12 games, 4.6 on average. The fact that they've won five games in, despite doing that is impressive. But when you look at the quality of competition, it starts to make more sense that they did win a couple of games because uh, they've allowed four plus in 10 of 12, including against Buffalo twice, Columbus twice, Detroit, Arizona, Seattle. This isn't just a wobble at this point. It's a problem. And I think you can continue to bet against the Maple Leafs as you want to do. And um, it's Dallas or nothing for me at this price, which is obviously already shortened since the Matthews news came down. Uh, so yeah, I'll probably be on the stars. Yeah, I think at this point, uh, you just have to keep fading the the Leafs goaltending now. Um, obviously, without Matthews for this game, they also lose their offensive catalyst that's required uh, to to outscore teams. Um, I think they're in tough here against the, against the Stars team who hasn't had any trouble filling the net. Um, they have lost two straight, but that... I talked about the Rangers loss. Um, it was it was a little bit deceiving and not reflective of how that game went. And that Nashville loss uh, was was essentially a coin flip. I don't have any problem with the way that the Stars are playing right now, um, aside from some inconsistency in goal. But if they do have to get into a shootout against the Leafs without Matthews, I'm fine with that too. Um, I think the market is going to agree with me as well. So I think we'll be moving uh, pretty early on the um, on the Stars as a dog. The New Jersey Devils are traveling to Vancouver to take on your Canucks. The Devils are plus 135 right now. The Canucks minus 155. The over-under here is six. I don't really have much here. I'm, I am interested on your thoughts because you're a Canucks fan. You watch them with both a betting hat and a fan hat on. But we've talked about the Devils as a team that we think is a bet-on team from here on out. Uh, so a penny for your thoughts on this one. Like you said, the uh, Devils are a team that we want to keep betting on, but I don't think this is the right spot for that. Um, On the first leg of a back-to-back, we are on goaltender watch. Um, there is a difference now in goal between um, between Gillies and um, and Dawes. Uh, we can pretty much throw away the Devils' 7-2 win against the Canucks a couple of weeks ago because Halak started that game and and it snowballed after he wasn't able to provide any um, NHL-caliber goaltending. If Gillies does start for the Devils, I think that the Canucks are too short at under minus 150. With Dawes, I think it's fair, um, although uh, Nico Heischer was back at practice, so... Um, um, I think that he'll probably be uh, be uh, suiting up. So we might even be able to get uh, more of a discount on the Canucks here. The Colorado Avalanche, they're minus 190 on the road against the Los Angeles Kings, uh, who are plus 160. The over-under for this one is also at six. The Avalanche, I think, are going to be another team I will look to pick spots to bet against. They are clearing away, going to win the Central Division. There's not too much like at stake in these games. Gabriel Landeskog is now out for the foreseeable future. Um, and the, he probably will, I'm guessing he's going to be out for the whole season as they uh, try to make some moves at the deadline and use his cap on LTIR to make room. And I just wouldn't be surprised if we see Jared Bednar kind of like rotate and keep his squad fresh. And when guys are, you know, banged up, Samuel Gerrard is also out uh, for a little while here. So it, honestly, we Kings are nothing for me here, but I think it's just a little too short on LA to get involved. So I'll be passing on this one. Yeah, I, I don't think I'll have anything here either. I've been, um, I, I was very impressed with the Kings uh, win against the Panthers with the depleted roster, and they are showing that they do have the ability to uh, step up against um, against elite teams. 
I would need to see a drift on the Avs um, and a slightly better number uh, for me to get involved with the Kings. But for now, um, I'll be passing here as well. A weird one uh, to close out. This part of the program is Florida Panthers. They're minus 230 against the San Jose Sharks, plus 195. They'll run here six and a half. This game uh, has goals written all over it. The way the Panthers score and the fact that the Sharks don't really get stops, nor do they defend well. So I want to see, be surprised if we see this this over under tick up pretty considerably. Outside of that, I got nothing. I don't. I wouldn't blame anyone for going nuts with like a Panthers alt line. You know, minus one and a half, minus two and a half, minus three and a half. Uh, taking taking a shot at a big price and on something like that because it does feel like this game really sets up for that kind of uh, situation. Yeah, it's interesting, but uh, I think that. Um, anything under minus two thirty, um, I am showing. I will be showing an edge on the uh, on the Panthers. Not much to say here besides uh, we know what both teams are, and it's up to the Panthers to um, control and kind of determine how this game goes. So um, I think that I don't anticipate I'll get my number, but um, for now the Panthers are short. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see where this line goes. Um, also, just to note, uh, Reimer should be back in goal for the Sharks as, as well in that game. All right. Uh, we will now move on to top shelf bets. Our favorite bets for Tuesday, March fifteenth. Top shelf where Mama hides the cookies. We'll start with you. The Pittsburgh Penguins minus one ten traveling to Nashville take on the Predators. Also minus one ten. The over under here is six. The Preds they've won four or five and have allowed two or less goals in those four wins. And the Penguins, by the way, like this is insane. Since November 13th, here's how they've gone. They've got three losses in a row, five wins in a row, three losses in a row, won 17 of 19, four losses in a row, four wins in a row, three losses in a row, three wins in a row, two losses in a row, two wins in a row. That's where we are now. Um, I think the Penguins are a better team. They're on the road. The goaltending edge is with uh, Nashville as long as Saros goes, no matter who goes for the Penguins. Uh, But this feels like a pretty close to a coin flip game. That's where it's lined uh, likely be passing for me, but you have a clear uh, side. You want to bet. Tristan Jari uh, came through for us on Sunday against the Canes in a game that they were lucky to win. Uh, but we also know that the Canes, uh, they've shown this year that they are a tough matchup for the Penguins. And I'm good with the with the Penguins form right now for the most part. I am a little bit concerned with how much they have been giving up lately. Uh, but Jari is, um, is, is masking that again for now. And I don't anticipate their defensive struggles lasting for too long here. Um, I continue to want to bet against Nashville and uh, recent wins against the Sharks, a coin flip game against the Stars, a win against the Ducks, and a win against the Wild. Um, it doesn't move the needle much for me. Um, you have to be prepared for what may come your way when you bet against Soros, but I am confident enough in uh, Jari's current form to hopefully mitigate that. Um, at the current number, I think that the Penguins are short, and like usual with the Penguins, this number is going to start taking off. So if you like the Penguins, um, you should play them early here. Um, and I will be on them pretty early. Your favorite underdog play for Tuesday are the New York Islanders, plus 135 right now against the Washington Capitals. That is my best bet for the same night. The Islanders are starting to round That's into cool. form, and they're getting good goaltending. And with Barry Trotz teams, it is incredibly important for the goaltending to do its part. And we're, we're starting to see that from Ilya Sorokin and Simeon Varlamov. And the Islanders should have a decided edge against the Washington Capitals in that department, no matter who the Capitals decide to trot out there. Additionally, the Capitals, they just went 4-0-1 on a road trip through Western Canada, but a few of those wins were pretty lucky and are masking some serious flaws 
for Washington over the long term. The Capitals, they struggle to prevent scoring chances. The Islanders are really showing much better defensive numbers as of late. So I think that you're getting a pretty good number on the Islanders in a great spot here. They're plus 135 right now. I would play it down to plus 125 or better on Tuesday night. And with that, we can wrap up another episode of Line Change. We wish you the best of luck on your bets for Tuesday, March 15th. And we will see you on Thursday, St. Patrick's Day, for more NHL action.